Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody out there in podcast land. You are in tune to another episode of Intrinsic Motivation from a Homie's Perspective. This is Hamza, and I'm really excited about speaking with our guest today as a cancer and my twin sister. We are both huge water people, and today we have a mind, body, and water coach. And so she's going to talk about uh, what's happening in a current environment, and we may think that being vigilant and constantly checking the news for the latest information may seem like the best way to stay safe and informed about what's going on, but our guest believes that the opposite may be true. We could be making ourselves more susceptible without realizing it. And so this wellness expert and stress coach will explain how excessive worry can lead to the buildup of cortisol that could compromise your immune system as well as lead to the desire to eat more comfort food, drink more alcohol, sleep less, and isolate yourself from others, all of which can depress, uh, depress your immune system further. How about that for introduction? I'm sure she's going to give us a lot more in, a, in addition to her immune system power program download, free access. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome the author of the wellness book, Healing Your Life with Water, Diana Ruiz. Welcome to the podcast, Diana. Hi, so glad to be here. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely, yes. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think initially the, the knee-jerk responses, since this is so new, I should be vigilant and check the news every hour on the hour for the latest information on what's going on globally and it may be hampering my immune system. Yeah. You know, if it's okay, I'd like to lay a foundation first and then kind of spring from there. Is that all right? Absolutely. Awesome. Um, well, the, the, my book is about, uh, it's, it's actually Healing Your Life with Water, uh, How to Use Your Mind, Body, and Water Connection to Awaken Your Inner Fountain of Youth. And so we're 70% water. And uh, our body of water, I call it, uh, rejuvenates itself every seven years. Every seven years, you have a brand new body. Your, your bones rejuvenate every three to four years, your liver every six weeks, your stomach lining every three to four days. So you have a body that wants to say, I mean, we don't really have to think about it. It just automatically does it. And there's a certain way to eat, think, and feel to boost that natural rejuvenation. Well, water is at the core of all of that beautiful rejuvenation that we have naturally <clears throat> down to the cells, taking in the nutrients, exhaling the toxins. And uh, so uh, how it works is you drink in the water. It helps with the breaking down and the building up. You pee, you sweat. And then you drink more, so you've got this rejuvenating flow. And that's why I call water your, your inner fountain of youth, because without this water, all of that would not be able to occur. So you've got this rejuvenating flow happening all the time. And where the issue comes in uh, with, the, you know, the immune system and the stress, studies show that stress constricts your circulation. So think of a hose that's bent. It's hard for the water to get through. So all of this rejuvenating flow all of a sudden slows down because we're, you know, this is very simplified, but it just kind of gives you an idea of how your mind, body, and water connection um, works. 
I, I love it. And when you talk about your inner fountain of youth, it makes me think of what's going on globally and the most susceptible people to uh, to the virus are elderly. And at a certain age, they stop drinking water. Like it's, it's a reminder or a constant reminder to drink water. And would that make them more susceptible because they're not drinking enough water? And if so, what can we do to change that? Yeah, and, you know, um, you know, outside of the external stress that we can have uh, around us, um, dehydration actually can cause panic attacks because in and of itself because it's so important to our body that it's kind of a warning system. Hey, 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 you know, I need some water, I need some water. And, and with uh, the elderly not drinking enough water, I have an elderly mom, and I, I'm caring for her right now. My family and I are uh, caring for her. And we give her a bottle of water in the morning or a glass of water, and somebody has to go in there a couple times, uh, you know, about four or five times a day to just make sure that she drinks it down. And it's a habit that, that you can um, the first response goes with age, but it, it is a habit that you can rebuild through knowing, A, not a lot of people know, especially elderly, that, hey, I should be drinking water. But once they know, it's like, oh, okay, I need to get on it. I need to, you know, remind myself. And so she's been very cooperative because, of course, I've talked to her. <laughs> staying hydrated. So she, for the most part, she's like, oh, yeah, okay. So she forgot. You know, but then when I come in, she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And so it's just a habit. You know, you can get that. You can get that response, that thirst reflex back. Sure, and thank you for saying that. And the the follow up question to that, uh, not just for the elderly, but for all walks of life. When you said the dehydration causes panic attacks, and most people would say, "Well, I've been drinking." enough and it could be flavored water it could be soda it could be you know these popular aid drinks um, mm. does it matter that i'm drinking that versus actual water i love your question a lot <laughs> so we're making it 70 percent water not kool-aid not coffee not orange juice you know we're made of 70 percent water so um no, those, those do not count. Your body needs clear, pure, uh, as purest that you can get, the freshest water that you can get in order to um, accomplish all it needs to within your body. Now, you know, for a, a person, a lot of people say, well, how much water do I drink? And so um, the standard is if I'm 160 pounds and uh, I drink half my weight in ounces, let's do 120, 120 pounds, half my body weight in ounces, so that'd be 60, 60 ounces for, for that person. And then fine, if you finish your, you know, you finish your daily allotment of water, you know, have, have some fun. I mean, drink something else, but do not, you know, make the mistake of thinking, you know, coffee and tea and alcohol, yeah, they're liquid and you can drink them, but you know, for every glass of alcohol you drink, you are you urinate three times that much. So, um, so make sure that for every uh, everything you every beer you drink, you're drinking you know three times as much water. Same with coffee. I don't think it's that uh, that much, but <clears throat> and you know if you get dehydrated, your brain is eighty percent water. It can affect your thinking. It can give you headaches. 
And your brain is the only part of your body that does not maintain or retain water. It actually shrinks when, when you're dehydrated. Um, and that's why when you are um, going out and you know, drinking and the next morning you have a headache, is because you didn't hydrate enough, and that's your brain pulling against your skull. Love it. Right? But anyways, you know, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Sure. And I, I just had a, a guest recently, and we were talking about the dangers of sugar. And so the pushback is water has no taste. And I would drink more if it had, like, all these extra fillers. And I find that I don't drink as much because it doesn't have a taste. And I gravitate more so towards the sugar-added drinks. But could you speak about that as it relates to dehydration as well? Yeah, you know, I never was a fan of water for a long time. I was constantly dehydrated um, before I, you know, got hip to, you know, the the wonders of water, and uh, and you know, there's there's a lot of things that I've run across, and I don't want to get really complicated. I want I like doing and saying and offering and suggesting things that are easy, mm-hmm. but um, you know, water naturally flows. It's it, it wants to move, and I found that if I if you take a bottle of water and and you, it's been sitting for a while. It hasn't been flowing. It doesn't have that flow energy in it. And I stir it really fast. And there's, if you go online and do a Google on, on uh, water and uh, spinning, spinning water, uh, I've noticed that if I take a bottle of water and I take a drink, it kind of is lumpy in my throat. It kind of is hard to swallow. Something about it. When I spin it, uh, either by spinning the bottle or, or swirling the bottle around or stirring it, something happens, something gets activated in the water, and then it goes down really easy, and it, and it feels different. And, you know, putting a little lemon in there, putting a little stevia in there if you want something sweet. Uh, but, you know, I would suggest those people that are saying that really don't know the liquid gold that they are, you know, considering and maybe turning their nose up at. And I would say get educated on, you know, just how magnificent um, water is and how um, healthy and good for you it is. Uh, I think it's more people like that who are saying those things. I think it's more of – a, uh, a knowledge um, discrepancy, you know, just not having enough knowledge about it because, I don't know, if something may help you grow younger, I mean, people spend a lot of money on beer and alcohol because it makes them feel younger. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Water or or vitamins because they want to feel. And this is like water. I mean, it's it's so simple and it's so vital and so healthy and so good for you. And it, it's literally your your rejuvenation, your your inner fountain of youth. It it actually, you know, helps you reverse aging. You know, so just sure. because, yeah. I mean, 
yeah. So, anyways, I I think they just don't know enough about it. Sure, and and that's where my next question comes, where I have to ask where in the country you are, because the other part of this conversation is, uh, shout out to grandmas all over, but this water is not our grandma's water. And so when people are drinking in different places, I'm here in Georgia, and they're like, oh, it doesn't taste like it does in California. It doesn't taste like it does fill in the blank. And yeah. water, I don't think water is created equally. And that's changed yeah. over time. What, what's your opinion on water changing from grandma's water to what we have as an option today? Yeah, well, you. I think if you did a search, you could find springs and um, – what is the word I'm looking for? It's like an aquifer where you can go fill up your water from underground. I think if you were a hardcore, I, I would like some nice water that's really, you know, good for me. And, you know, water that's underground has been moving a lot, and it's got that, that movement energy in it. You could find that. But, you know, I tap water, it's got so much stuff in it, you know, um, that's, that's one of the things that uh, if I was forced to drink tap water with chlorine, most of it, I mean, you can find out if you've got it in your, um, if in your particular water in your county by going online. I think that's public uh, information. You know, um, just setting water out in the open it will help off-gas the chlorine. So you, that's one way of, of taking care of that. And um, you can boil it, of course. Um, and then when you set it in the sunshine, it gets some energy that way too. So um, I, I have a machine. Uh, bowl, I have two machines, an echo machine and a Kangen machine that, that has a filter. And you can get a, a filter. You can get a, 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 a post filter um, that you can put on your water to, to take stuff out. And, and that changes the flavor when you take the gunk out of it. Um, it definitely changes uh, the flavor. But um, I, I kind of want to stay away. I, I, on purpose, in my book, did not talk about what type of water to drink because people can um, really fixate on, oh, it's the type of water. And, and really the most important thing in all of this is just, being at ease and, and not being in fear about something. And, and really, and that brings us full circle to what we're talking about today, is that fear is the real virus, you know. Um, fear can create the same kind of weakness in a cell that a virus can. So, um, and, and you can look that up. I mean, anybody who maybe wants to look a little deeper in that, just Google that, you know, how fear affects the cellular structure. There's a lot of great books on that, uh, like who, um, oh my goodness, uh, Who Turned Off My Brain by Carolyn Leaf. Um, oh my goodness, there's other good authors. They're, they're skipping my mind right now. But it's definitely a mind-body experience of how you're feeling. So I'd say, you know, do your best. Drink the best water. Put something in it, you know, that I mentioned, a little lemon or something like that. And... Um, just pay attention to how you're feeling during the day and, and take time to put a perspective on life, especially now that is a healing perspective. And, and I can speak to that too. Sure. 
And since the podcast is intrinsic motivation from a homie's perspective, I have to give a shout-out to uh, Yasin Bey, who's better known as Most Deaf. And in his album, I believe it was 1999, he had a song called New World Water. Have you ever heard of that? No, that sounds really neat. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you when the podcast is over. But he, in the song, he's just talking about how instrumental water is in our lives. And uh, since we had shelter in place, or in some places we still do, or at least on paper, but we're seeing around the country, if there is a body of water, human, uh, first of all, you're getting out of your claustrophobia and getting out of the house, but people are going straight to water. So I, I, I've seen Florida beaches packed. I've seen beaches in California packed. Is there a correlation between being at the beach and being by the water and, for, and human fulfillment? Well, I mean, Mother Nature, I mean, in my own personal belief, water has always been one of my, my, my go-to places to help uh, relax. And, and I think it's an instinctual thing because water has these negative ions and, you know, negative ion, I think that's so funny, it's a negative ions, but they're very positive for your body. And uh, I, I think that that's a survival kind of a thing where people – are like, you know, I'm kind of stressed out and I want to go to the water because it feels good, you know. You know, we have all of our best memories at water and things like that, but on top of that, um, you, we have the ocean surf and all of those negative ions, you know, swimming around. That's just calming. It's very calming. And the blue, the colors, blue and green, very calming for the, um, the system. Uh, studies show that blue and green are one, and of course, you know, Mother Nature, and so awesome that, you know, we got the blue sky, and we got the green grass and the trees, and, you know, I believe that this world was created to to just uh, be a comfort to us, and um, and I think instinctually we we know that, and, and I think that's why people, and that I know that's why I go out. And, and like a magnet drawn to the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm feeling the pain because Atlanta's landlocked. So it's like I'm actually going to wait for a little while, but maybe after Memorial Day, the first place I'm going to go is to the beach. So. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel for you there. <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask another argument with regards to water, and that is, cold water versus warm or hot room temperature water um, are there any what's your theory about is warm water warm water room temperature water better to drink than cold water with ice in it yeah you know what um, there, you know water is so so complex I just keep learning more and more and more about it and uh, so I love your question uh, my doctor, or my husband went to the doctor um, a month ago. Uh, it was a naturopathic doctor. And, and he said it's best to not drink cold water because cold, number one, constricts your circulation, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if you have a lot of, I don't know, if you have a diet that's high in fat, you know what cold water does to grease, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's what he said, and I thought, wow, that's, that's interesting. I don't like it because my teeth are sensitive to it, the cold water, but I, mm-hmm. I, I never thought of that. 
and then you know my my daughter passed away uh, my oldest daughter passed away uh, about 19 months ago and uh, I was in with you know just kind of processing the grief and things like that and I went in to see a counselor and um, and and I was having a hard time uh, relaxing I was having a hard time um, feeling safe in my environment uh, for obvious reasons because you know as soon as I relax something bad might happen that that's kind of how my brain processed it anyway so she had me sit down and uh, she said would you like a cup of hot water with some tea and and I said sure yeah it was something a good idea to me and then she she gave me some nuts and she says how about some nuts no that sounded really really good because I wasn't eating that well at that period in, in of time and so I started drinking the tea and you know ate some nuts and then she explained to me that when you sit if you're in a anxiety state uh, and you pour yourself a cup of hot water or warm or hot tea and you start drinking it it sends a signal to your body that you know oh we're eating so everything must be okay you know that that just kind of sends a physical signal to your body that there's no um, threat in the environment and that it can relax it can relax and and that's where you want to be relaxed so that's my story on on the warm water because um, it's especially in this time that we live in it's uh, our even though we might not consciously be worried about something or, you know, actively thinking about things. I think our bodies are a little bit, I know mine is, my body's a little bit on alert um, more than usual. And, uh, and so I'd make a lot, of, a lot of hot water just as a, a favor to my body to help it to relax uh, more fully. And please accept my condolences to your daughter, uh, to Thank you for you. your daughter of course. And one thing I I found is, and I want you to speak on it, is uh, the munchies. And so before, oh, I'm really hungry, I'm not really hungry, but I'll grab some chips or cookies or what have you, fill in the blank. But then I realized later on that it was just my body crying out for water. Is that usually the case from, um, can you talk about the relationship between your body, like it seems like your body's constantly communicating to you, but it may get lost in translation. Yes, definitely. Um, hunger pains can be mistaken for thirst pains. So, and I don't, I don't know the science behind that, but it's, it's a just a well-known fact. So, um, I think if you've already eaten and you're feeling hungry again, you're like, hey, wait a minute, you know, if you haven't eaten, you, that's probably an actual hunger pain. But uh, if you have eaten just an hour ago or something like that, you know, just uh, drinking, making sure that uh, I, I would have a gallon of water set out on my counter. And then I would be like, okay, I'm going to drink, you know, most of this. And, and depending on a person's weight, they would drink that. Well, however much water that was, is okay for, for me to drink for my size and weight, I would set it out and then know that um, I am going to drink that for the whole day and, and get that done. And, and just by focusing on that instead of thinking, mm, is this a hunger pain or is this a thirst pain, I, I would say it would be 
less complicated to just say, I'm going to drink this water today, and then you're going to find, if you're drinking it, that you're not going to be mistaking, you know, hunger for um, thirst and thirst for hunger. So, but that's mm-hmm. true. That's absolutely true. And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask a sophomoric question, so hold on to your seat for this one. <laughs> <laughs> so you said so cold cool. water. Go for it. So you said cold water constricts blood flow, and if I'm drinking cold water with a lot of grease or fast food, then I may not be able to use all of that toilet paper that I stockpiled a month ago. <laughs> I can't speak to that. I'm not a functional scientist. <laughs> I, that's a good one. I would, I would do a little research on that one, maybe write a book. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put the toilet paper companies out of business. <laughs> That's funny. Let me ask, I'm a big... Sure. Uh, yeah, I know. It keeps you up at night. That's what keeps you up at night. So, uh, But I, I wanted to ask you, since I'm a technophobe, uh, I'm not a technophobe. I love technology. And so with some of these, I don't wear, I used to wear one of those uh, wrist contraptions, if you will. Um, but as we talked about on the before the conference, I mean, before the call started, uh, all that technology is not good for your body. But one thing that I did notice was when I wore it, or if I had an app that tracked my water consumption, I really mm-hmm. found that I wasn't drinking enough water. And when it kept mm-hmm. going off, I was like, "Geez, why is it? Is it broken?" <laughs> But without it, I would say, of course I drink enough. And then I found out I probably was drinking half my allowance, recommended daily allowance. And I wanted to know if you incorporate any technology at all when you look at water consumption. No, I I don't. Mine is very, very simple. And I think that's a really cool app. And you should probably put that in the link because that might be very helpful because we don't know what we don't know. And, and if we're habitually not drinking water, you know, we just, we just feel like we're drinking enough. And that's, that's it's an easy uh, mistake to make. But I just fill my water and put it in a pitcher. And then I just know that by the end of the day, that's going to be gone. And, and if I'm like get t- three quarters of the day and it's like uh, three quarters full, I'm like, whoa, I got to, you know, that just kind of is my very, very simple, 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 simple gauge. But, you know, whatever it is, I mean, everybody's going to be different in the way that they learn and remind themselves. Whatever it is, do it because water is really important to to get into your system for sure. Sure. And as a, I want to talk about the different modalities that you offer uh, as a wellness expert and stress stress relief coach, and we talked a lot about water. Well, when somebody comes and reaches out to you, is it primarily a water consultation and awareness, or how do you deal with someone that may be coming in talking about ongoing stress that they have? Yeah, I, um, you know, first and foremost, uh, the the it's interesting when I wrote my book, I used to have panic attacks, social phobia, PTSD. And uh, I learned how to do a technique called tapping or emotional freedom technique. And uh, it's just where you're just tapping with your fingers on different uh, points, uh, acupressure points on your face and hands, the same kind of acupressure points that an acupuncturist would use um, to relieve pain. But you're just, you know, 
you're just tapping on those points in a certain way. Um, very simple. Uh, you can learn it in two and a half minutes. Super, super simple. And um, and it and it uh, while you're thinking about what's stressing you out, and then you know it just it really uh, is empowering for the brain to let go of the stress response associated. Uh, eight out of ten veterans test negatively for PTSD after they uh, tap at what, after six one-hour sessions, and it's now um, a a recommended treatment for from the VA. I mean, it's been accepted as a recommended treatment for the VA, and and also in a study, a Harvard study of 200 students, eliminated depression after three 90-minute sessions in a in a group setting, and so it's very very powerful. And so, first and foremost, I learned how to do that for myself, and I thought, oh, I I. I feel good now. And, you know, of course, when you feel good about something, you want to share it, a good recipe, a good movie, whatever. You're kind of excited about it. And so I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to write a book so that, you know, because I, I was waking up at night in the middle of the night knowing I was going to die, you know, but just not being able to tell my husband. I was just, like, frozen with fear. And then when I didn't have to deal with that anymore, I was like, like wow, people should know about this. And so I started writing about the book. And... um about my experience, and I don't know why it turned in. Well, I do know why it turned into water. I just happened to find this book by Masori Emoto, ooh, which is something I wanted to talk to you about. I, I went to the store and I saw this book. Uh, have you heard of Masori Emoto and the, uh, the secret of the hidden messages in water? Hmm. It was it was all colored photos. Almost of it was colored photos, and and I was just perusing, and I noticed oh. So evidently, this scientist, this Japanese scientist, would test human emotion uh, on water. Uh, and what the bleep to did we do we know? I think he was in that too. So what he would do is he would put a take two bottles of water and then write "I love you" on one and "You're a fool" on the other mm. one, and then he froze them. And then. Uh, after they were in a frozen state, he chipped some some crystals off the top of it and put them in a cold uh, in a cold environment under a microscope. And then he saw that the the water bottle that the the flake of ice from the water bottle that said "I love you" was like a beautiful, you know, beautiful, perfectly formed snowflake. And then the ice chip from the bottle that said "You fool" would look like a splat, like somebody had, you know stepped on it, and, and it did not form into a uh, beautiful, and he had, oh, uh, you know, dozens of these pictures, gorgeous, and the, the, how water reacts to certain emotions just when it's written on the bottle, because, you know, that's mm -hmm. communication. But anyways, in the book, he said, um, hey, do this experiment. He said, cook some rice. Rice is 70% water, just like we are, you know, after it's cooked. And divide it up into two bags, in Ziploc bags, and then write, I love you on one, and I hate you, or you fool on one, and put it up on your sink in the kitchen, and, and just tell everybody in the household, this is a good activity, actually, for kids um, and anybody. And we did this in our household, so we did that. We'd, we'd cook some rice, put it up there, and everybody who came to the sink and saw the I love you bag would send love to that bag. And then everybody who, and at the same time, they'd turn their attention after that to the you fool, or I hate you. We wrote I hate you on it. 
And after three weeks, the bag that said, I hate you on it, grew green, black, white, brown mold in it. And, at, and the one that said, I love you, grew no mold, none. And only after the third week, it only grew white mold, started growing white mold. So anyways, uh, that just, I, that, that's what got me from I'm going to write about stress relief to, wow, um, water has this, we're 70% water. We have a relationship with, with emotions and water. What am I telling myself when I look in the mirror? You know, am I crying to myself? Am I saying, you know, disparaging things? And uh, it just really got me thinking. And then, and then my clients started looking younger after an hour of, of intense stress relief. And I was like, can I take your picture? Because I thought it was just my imagination. And a couple of them said, yes, I've got hundreds of pictures now before and afters of, wow, the circulation gets going. Anyways, your, your body of water loves you know, kindness, compassion, and uh, things like that. Anyway, that was, that was longer than I expected to answer. <laughs> no, no, I like I liked how you, you played it out. It was an excellent segue to my next question because you said for only kids, and I was just thinking all walks of life using the, the brief example of I love you versus you are a fool or, you know, anything disparaging uh, because – of what's currently happening, and um, if you're, I'm watching the news, let's just say, all the time, and because of that, I'm leaning more towards, towards drinking alcohol, and I'm not getting enough water. And what's happening is there is an increase in domestic abuse in homes, and I would wonder if you were thinking about that as it relates to water. And I'm sure when if somebody comes to you, they're like, "Oh, that would be that would solve my marital problems." The water. It sounds far fetched, but uh, as a water coach, I would think you would think differently. Well, it's a mind, body, and water. It is. It's not only the water. Um, for instance, you know, let's say that you're drinking the right amount of water, but you're stressed out about life. So that's slowing down your brain processes, it's causing adrenaline, your, your body's getting, I mean, there's lots of levels to that. And then on top of that, you know, um, in, even if you have the right amount of water, but you're stressed externally, that slows down your rejuvenating flow as well. And plus, you're dumber when you're under stress. Okay, and so right now, I think I think it's it's twofold. It's important to drink the water, but on the other hand, on the other side, it's very important to then start hydrating. But then it's important to assess and address how am I feeling. And I think a lot of people, uh, I know I did. I was like, well, you know. I just did with my, what my parents did. I feel stressed, so I lash out, and it's everybody else's fault, and it's a blame game, and the world is, you know, out of my control. It's easy to feel like we do not have, um, uh, that, like we're not empowered. It's easy to feel helpless, and helpless is one of those emotions that's very, very fear and, and anger and helplessness, very, very damaging on the body, very constricting to the body. Um, and so that's why I created the Immune Power 2020 site. 
because on there I give free downloads, no-cost and low-cost ways to relax and uh, calm down and raise your immunity. It gives people tools, new tools that maybe they haven't had before. Hey, did my mom teach me how to, you know, relax because it's good for me and give me tools to say, hey, when you feel, uh, when you feel stressed out, um, it's okay. It's okay to feel that way for five minutes, but you do have an option of hanging on to that and letting it go to make your life a little more comfortable. And so here's some breathing exercises. Here's some simple tapping exercises. Here's a few things that you can do. No, I didn't get that, but that's okay. I mean, that's not her fault. That's not my fault. You know, her mom didn't give it to her either. But here we are. Um, we are. We do have a level of control, even though we don't have control over what's going on or we feel like we don't have control over what's going on around us. We do have control over how we feel about it. And, and, and so it's important for us to use all of that uh, free will and say, okay, I now know that when I'm stressed out, it, it's, it's not good for me. And so here I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some time and, and uh, look through this site or any other site and, and learn ways to relax. And then the good thing is that when you relax, it's good for your, 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 your brain constricts when you're under stress. So when, when your body relaxes, um, then you are able to access your creative and logical thinking. And that's what we need. Uh, that's what I need in my life in order to move forward. What's my next big idea? I need my next big idea more than ever in my life. Uh, for my health, for my family, for, you know, my spirituality, for the community, for the world. We need good ideas right now. So that's really the purpose and the passion of, of the, the dianaeruiz.com forward slash immune power 2020. You could just, you know, Google immune power 2020. And that's the passion behind it is to help people feel more comfortable relax, access a sense of empowerment in their lives so that, so that their brain can, you know, come up with the ideas because we have all of our answers. We don't have the answers, you know, for what's going on on TV and what's going on in the world. We have answers for ourselves. We are very empowered, and that's the full step is to, you know, how am I feeling? What different can I do and, and access the, some feelings of well-being and then get creative because creativity happens in a calm mind. And so, yeah. No, I love it. And what it originally made me think of is when you go on vacation, and probably more so Eurocentric vacation because they don't need a vacation after they come back from vacation, right? right. And so right. here in the, in the States uh, or globally, we've all had to sit down. And because we had to sit down, it probably was the first time for a lot of people to actually mm -hmm. maybe access that creativity where you're saying it's calm. Um, but I, I wanted to I wanted to ask you. I'm looking at it from from a new standpoint that um, there's been greater cases in New York and California, and those are more in the dense uh, cities. So it's a city mouse, country mouse question. Is it better now that some of this uh, shelter-in-place easing is happening, is it better to kind of, like you said, go to the water or go to the mountains or go where you're not around people where you have that group think? I mean, you may be thinking creative, uh, creatively 
or be more relaxed, but when you go out of your house or apartment, you're around people that are have ongoing stress. That's true. Um, you know, that's why when I work with people, I the first thing I say, this is not about changing anybody externally. Listen, even outside of a situation like this, I could be trying to change my health and change my mental uh, I may have come to understand all of this and, and decide to make a change inwardly. And there's going to be people around me that challenge that all the time. You know, if a, if, if a person doesn't drink but they're around people who do drink, oh, well, you know, uh, they, I, my life can't be better until everybody around me, you know, changes. That's, that's not, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if we think about how difficult it is to change ourselves, we know how virtually impossible it's going to be to change others. So let's just give up that battle right now. And that's, that's not um, – that's the easy way out. Well, I don't have to change now because that my circumstances, people around me, are, are not supportive. And, you know, that's a choice. You can do that. But the, is that going to um, get me to a place where I want to be and, and empowered in my life? No, not really. So it isn't about when you go through the steps and go through the, the things that are downloadable on my site, it's going to walk you through a way to take power, no matter what's going on around you, to, to create empowered confidence, relaxed confidence in your life so you can personally move forward. You know, that's why, you know, when you, when you hear stories of people coming out of the Bronx or coming out of, you know, the ghetto, and they had all kinds of things around them, and, and, and they were able to... Uh, rally themselves and focus in a way that was creative for them and not be swayed. So it's possible. It's possible to to stay focused and say, you know what? Yeah, I honor that it's your choice to do this, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna create a little a little garden of Eden right here in my my couch right now, and I'm gonna swim in some uh, you know relaxation, and then I'm gonna visualize a world. Uh, where I am moving forward freely and with comfort in my life. And, you know, you know thoughts become things, uh, literally. And I know I'm jumping all over, but I'm very passionate about this because if you stop and think about it, you're like, oh, the world's falling apart and I'm sitting on my couch thinking of stuff. I mean, how unrealistic is that? How ridiculous and unuseful is that? Well, if you start to think about it, you know, any invention, any accomplishment, since the history of mankind began with a thought first, period. No exception. Thoughts have energy and power behind them. You know, uh, a war starts with a thought. I don't like these people, you know. Uh, so the airplane, you know, they, they, they use their imagination. They calculated things in their head for, I don't know how long they did, but, but a long time. Your cell phone, the shirt you're wearing, the car you're driving, was all a thought first in the mind of the inventor. Thoughts have energy and power around them. So if, if thoughts have energy and power around them and we're thinking, oh, the world's coming to an end, uh, this is horrible, I have no power, things, you know, those are thoughts too, okay? So you, we have a choice. Does anybody tell you what thoughts you're going to have? No, that is up to me. That's up to me what thoughts I decide. Now I have thoughts that I've learned how to think since I was a kid because I watch cartoons, I watch movies, I watch TV and my parents and school. And, you know, I, I have some automatic thoughts. But 
if you're gonna, you know, take power of your life, uh, you're gonna have to take control of your thoughts. And so, after you relax, this is how I do it. In the morning, I relax. I go through, um, you know, the things that I. I know because I'm a little nervous when I'm starting my day, so I breathe deeply. That's on the side. I do some tapping. That's on the side. I get myself to like a little bit of a, a calm, peaceful little bubble right around me, feeling really good. And then I then, then I start visualizing. Hmm, what do I want? What do I want the future? What do I want the future to look like? What do I want the world to look like? Because war starts with a thought. The peace, uh, world peace starts with a thought too. But you want to know what people say when they think of world peace? Never going to happen never going to happen. Well, that's a creative thought. It's never going to happen. So people <laughs> start thinking about peace, you know, a lot in that way. And one more thing about thought is that, uh, you know, in a basketball situation, they had two teams. One of them practiced for a week and physically on the court, and then the other didn't. They practiced in their mind. And after uh, after the testing period, they both had equal gains because your your brain and your body, um, your just your brain doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know the difference between what's actually happening and what you're thinking about. That's why you can wake up in the middle of the night with a a, a scary dream and wake up with your heart pounding and you're sweating and no, it was just a dream. It wasn't really happening, but your body doesn't know the difference. So flood your body with wonderful thoughts where, you know, the, the world is going to be a better place. It's going to actually calm your mind. Thinking kind things for others, studies show that it actually raises your immune system. Um, seeing kind acts on television or in front of you raises your immune system. And so thoughts. The thought does count. <laughs> if you think <laughs> so, anyways. How do you really feel, Diana? No. <laughs> Don't get me started. Well, you know what? I I'm I'm talking more because I started my own podcast. I know I woke up after the the um uh the world meditation. I participated in the world meditation. The next morning I woke up and I thought, you know, I need to listen to some good news because I know it's good for me to see good news. It's good for my body. And I just, I just had a hankering for some good news. So I looked around and I only, I found four sites and I was like, oh, these are okay. But you know what? That's not enough. And I thought, you know, I'm going to create, I'm going to create the good for you news and so uh, good for you, the letter U, news. And um, I've got a couple of, I've got six interviews. i got a couple of them posted. I need to edit the rest. But, you know, I want a place where people can go and get a dose of healthy news for their body to help calm their, their nervous system, give them good ideas of how to do self-care, which is, you know, where I'm focused on there. And then um, so that they can have their next big idea, you know. People need the big idea. And, 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 you know, being under fear and stuff like that, it squelches all of that. It squelches that creativity. We need a creative population right now coming up with fantastic ideas. So you just never know what you're going to come up with. I mean, listen, I'm practicing what I'm preaching. I wake up. I feel 
zigzaggy in my emotions all day long, but I pay attention, I stop, I listen, I take a breath, and and I just you know, keep on keeping on. And and I've I've more creative now than I have been. You know, if this situation hadn't come out, I probably would never have started a podcast. I probably would have waited five years and then waited for everything to be perfect. You know, perfect, right. ready to be ready to be ready to be. Yes, that's me. And right. so I just was like, oh, I'm going to do it anyway. So there you go. No, I love it. And you had used that example of the Bronx or people, a person rising from the ashes doing the whole Phoenix thing. And it made me think of Swiss Beats. And I don't know if you know Swiss Beats or not, but, no. you know, he grew up, he grew up in the Bronx. He's uh, married to Lisa Keys now, and he just graduated last year from Harvard Business School. And during the pandemic on Instagram, they he and another producer, Timberland, they started this versus thing. And you had all of these top-level artists competing against each other, you know, for charity and what have you. And it just raised the vibration. And it would, and it is from somebody that's from an environment you wouldn't think that would happen, but you were perfect example of um, changing your mindset and you have, you have unlimited opportunities once you access that creativity. Uh, one thing that I did want to highlight before we head out is um, in your book, I do believe you talk a little bit about alkalinity and how important it is to uh, boost alkaline thoughts and emotion. I'd like for you to talk a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah, and so that's that's a little bit more of the same, and that's perfect because that, I was about to say, oh, my gosh, I didn't talk about this, and that, that just parlays right into it. So alkaline thoughts, you know, they put your body at ease. They create, they don't create the cortisol, um, the acidic thoughts. You know, it's just kind of a play on words. Um, the acidic thoughts are fear and anger and guilt and shame and things like that. But, uh, you know, you want to have a balance, a, a healthy balance of your thinking. And what I wanted to leave with your listeners is just a very, very simple thing that they can do to create uh, an empowering, healthy, um, immune-building mindset uh, around anything in life. This or, hey, you know, this is going to be over and there's going to be other things happening in life. And that is gratitude. And um, I, I learned uh, from Viktor Frankl, he was a, a Holocaust survivor and a psychiatrist, and he had his practice afterwards, and he wrote a book, Man's Search for Meaning. And, uh, I mean, you talk about, you know, serious situation there. And, and he knew that in order to turn uh, health around, in mental health and physical health around, uh, you need to find something to be grateful for. And then people can say, well, what, what's there to be grateful for? I mean, look at the state of the world, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and he told a story about his friend and, uh, and colleague as well, where his wife passed away of 60 years, and he just was beside himself with grief. And uh, he started waning in his health because grief is, you know, it's one of those things that will slow down your rejuvenating flow, and uh, it's very intense. And so he knew he had to find a question to ask his friend that would help him remember something to be grateful for. So one day he asked his friend, he said, what would have happened if you would have passed away from And then after a minute, he thought, and he said, no, mm-mm. No. My wife, with her sensitive heart, she would have suffered 
hundreds of times more than I think I'm suffering now. And in that moment, he was grateful that she was spared the pain that he mm-hmm. was suffering. Mm-hmm. And, and, and his health returned. And so there's a reason for that, you know, in, in your brain, when you offer it a negative and positive thought in a challenging situation, the positive thought is stickier to your brain and healthier, and that's probably why it's stickier. But we rarely offer the positive thought uh, in a challenging situation. It's bad and getting worse, right? Well, finding a, a, a something to be grateful for, and even in a situation like that, that gives your brain something to hold on to. Oh, and then it, and it won't let that go. Once, it, once he got that gratitude feeling about, oh, I'm so glad his brain, uh, that, that other neural networks associated with that, that certain pain, not all of it, but that, whatever that pain was, left. And, and this new one, because your brain cannot be negativing and positiving at the same time. It has to choose one. So finding something to be grateful for helps your brain help you to, to maintain a, a healthy and vibrant and empowered attitude and mind-body and water connection. Nice, nice. Nice way to put a bow on that. <laughs> that was good. Um, sure. Now, before we get out of here, I do want you to highlight how people can get in touch with you. Uh, so if they want to sign up for a consultation, if you're doing any webinars, upcoming okay, upcoming engagements, as well as your immune system power program. Yes, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, my, I, I am a grief recovery method specialist as well um, and a stress relief coach, a pain relief coach. And uh, my information is at Diana E. Ruiz, that's D-I-A-N-A-E Ruiz, R-U-I-Z, dot com. And, uh, yeah, you can visit me there. And then just put a forward slash Immune Power 2020 on that, and you can get the, the free downloads and, and just no-cost ways to boost your immune system. And then please catch me on my, my YouTube uh, channel where I've got the Good For You news um, for you, too, if you wanted to get some great information from experts on how to create calm and be empowered in your life, no matter what's going on around you. Fantastic. And with that, you have just been in tune to another episode of Intrinsic Motivation from a Homie's Perspective. This is Hamza, and I would like to thank the mind, body, and water coach, Diana Ruiz, to the podcast. Let's stay in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Hello? Are you still there?